All right. Hey, Dave. Hey, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. It's been uh, it's been a few days. Yeah, it has. Everybody out there, welcome to another episode of Fatherhood and Flow. We have uh, Sam and Dave here, ready to catch up, talk about the last couple of days. I feel like a lot has happened. I feel like a ton has happened, dude. You uh, you have a special little treat that you picked oh, up yeah. here. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, listening to you talk about how kind of entrepreneurship and some of your lifestyle and us talking about flow um, kind of made me uh, want to buy a dirt bike the other day. So that was my birthday present to myself. <laughs> I went out and <laughs> picked up a Yamaha YZ450 uh, and then took it out to the sand dunes the next day. Oh, dude, that's so awesome. How was it? Was it just like a crazy new adventure? Or what is amazing. I mean, so hard, so difficult. And also, you know, the um, there's some, some challenges even thinking about buying the dirt bike um, as a as a dad. I mean, I think there's a lot of people, friends and family who are like, hey, like, what are you doing? <laughs> totally. like, why, like, why are you buying a dirt bike now? You know, Um and so there's kind of a, a lot playing into that. Um, yeah, I have some good friends who they ride all the time and, um, you know, we're moving. And so I'm kind of looking for some, some fun, engaging things that I can do with my friends. And, uh, and you know, buying a dirt bike is just one of those things that I was like, okay, you know what? Like, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. So talk to me more a little bit about how you, like the friends and family thing. I, I totally know how that goes. I've had that happen a few times with different purchases that I've made where people were just like, okay, why? Like you, so I bought a, a little convertible BMW and had that for a while. And mm-hmm. they're like, that only has two seats. How are you going to get anybody else in there? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't have a baby seat. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause you know, we talk a lot on a, on this podcast about, um, finding your independence, but also making sure that you can include, you know, your family. Like, you know, when I talked about music or you talked about entrepreneurship there, I think there are those elements that really want to make sure like, okay, the whole family is benefiting from this, you know, but then there are also times where you're going, well, what do like, what I'm still a person, I'm still an individual. And like, what do I need and what do I want to do? Because I think, you know, so in this situation when, you know, family and friends are like, oh my gosh, like, isn't that like dangerous and kind of expensive? And like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you have kids and you're moving. And I mean, even I, for a little while was like, well, I don't know, like, is this like, do I need to buy a dirt bike? And actually I wasn't, wasn't sure I like totally needed to and this and that. But um, ultimately, you know, I just really thought about like what decision is going to make me feel the most, uh, I guess like kind of fulfilled and, and free in a way, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's an important thing. Cause is, you know, if, if you, if you listen and you always do what friends and family are, are asking you, um, then you, I think you have a harder time really like finding out who you are because you're making a lot of your decisions based off of what other people are saying, you know? And so it's, it's walking that line. Cause obviously like you do have a family, like, so a big thing for me, uh, on this purchase, because it's a dirt bike, you know, and it's a, you know, beast of a machine <laughs> that you're going to be ripping around on the dirt on, um, was the safety aspect. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing where it's like, you know, my life and my, you know, physical well being isn't just about 
me and my comfort anymore. It's also about how I'm able to help with the family. Right. So if I go out and if I break my leg, um, like that's not good for, for everybody that I'm supporting, much less myself, you know? So there, I think there are those elements that um, I had to think about a lot as well. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because you're exactly right. I mean, if you're not paying attention to that aspect too, then you can put yourself in a definitely not a very good situation where, you know, yeah, you're, that decision is now affecting the livelihood of the family and the relationship and everything else. And it becomes more of a, you know, a selfish type conversation where, yeah. you know, if you have to have your independence, but you also have to be able to be aware and pay attention to what else is going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is, that is the balance when it comes to new activities and, you know, in social life, which is going to be kind of the focus of, of this episode. Um, you know, just, I, I think finding a way to make it work so that you have both. I think too often people say, oh, well, that's going to be difficult to find balance. So I'm just not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, which totally. I very well could have been. I could have been like, you know what? Buying a dirt bike is kind of dangerous. And if I'm, you know, I could absolutely like push it too hard and I could get overconfident and I could do something stupid or I could, you know, like, you know, get hurt or, you know, whatever it might be. But going into it, I just said, okay, well, what are the things if I want both of these, if I want to, you know, maintain some stability and safety for my family, you know, within the terms of me not getting hurt and some, you know, safety for myself, you know, like how can I both learn to ride dirt bikes and have a bunch of fun with my friends in the desert. How can I do that and still make sure I'm, you know, being, um, you know, being safe about it and financially responsible. So, you know, a couple of things, one, just staying within my comfort zone. I was really timid the first day on the bike, just getting used to it. And I remember there's this point where I really wanted to climb this hill because all my friends were climbing the hill and, you know, I just like, I was kind of, I was actually approaching it to kind of get ready to do it. And there was just a part of me that was like, not today. Mm-hmm. And I just had to listen to my gut, you know? And I think there's a big part of where you just can't, you just have to be comfortable with, with your goals and what you're going to try to do out of in this thing, because, you know, there's no re- reason to, to take extra risk. I'm not trying to be a professional dirt bike rider. I just want to go have fun. So you know, maybe there are those times where you, you just decide to throttle back a little bit, save it for another day instead of just like pushing the boundaries, you know? Right. Uh, and then the other piece, the financial piece, I was excited to tell you about because, you know, you were talking about how you use entrepreneurship to kind of finance, um, to create some cash flow out of your lifestyle. You know, like you wanted the, um, the episode four, you know, you wanted the um, RV. And so you find out how to turn that into a business. And I noticed that, Um, There are a bunch of people who wanted to ride dirt bikes who couldn't buy one, you know, whether that's like money or like they weren't in a family situation that they want to buy one. So part of me buying this dirt bike is also planning on renting it out to help other people go ride dirt bikes. um, If they can't drop the couple thousand bucks in the gear and stuff like that. So, you know, trying to experiment with some of your philosophy a little bit. Dude, that's awesome. Well, and that's, it's, it, it makes that decision so much more, valid too because now instead of looking at just the financial cost associated to it you're looking at more of the gain than 
you know, the, the negative aspects that a lot of people, it'll turn them off to. I mean, so I was going to ask you, what was, uh, what was Maddie's thought when you first brought up, Hey, I want to, I want to buy a dirt bike. Uh, she kind of thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, I was like, when are you going to ride a dirt bike? We're moving, <laughs> you know, cause that's, you know, for everybody there, I'm moving up to Washington. I live here in Utah. My bike is going to stay here in Utah with my friends. Um, so that was, you know, she was pretty, she was pretty supportive. There's definitely like a be careful aspect, you know, right. like I walked in, I walked into the, the motocross store and they're like, well, what's your budget on a helmet? And I was like, something that my wife is going to be happy with. <laughs> you <laughs> know what awesome. I mean? Yep. So, you know, I, I told her, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to like, I'm going to spend the money on a nice helmet and a nice neck protector and good boots. And, you know, I'm going to make sure to do it right. Mm-hmm. I think the risk you you know, she was very much like, if you're going to do it, do it and be safe about it. Because mm-hmm. I think the danger is like, oh, I'm going to kind of do this thing, yep. but I don't really want to invest. So, okay, I'll just wear like some hiking boots and you know what, like I'll borrow a friend's helmet just to see if I like it. But that could actually be more dangerous. Oh, dude, you just hit on like two major amazing principles right there. One, you talked a little bit earlier going with the gut, but two if you're going to do anything in life, you've got to put your whole 110% into it because you're exactly right. If you start saying, Hey, I'm going to toe dip with this whole fatherhood thing, or if I'm going to toe dip with my financial strategy, or if I'm going to toe dip with, you know, any decision you really make, you're going to put yourself in much, a much riskier position than if you were to just go full bore right out of the gate. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that element of it. And I just, um, you know, she's really supportive of, of me doing things that, that with my friends and having fun and, you know, but also like I had to, I had to be really clear, um, about why I wanted this thing in my life with her, Mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of, you know, I am, I am moving and I'm going to try to come back every once in a while, but I really wanted a, kind of a fun thing to do with my friends that was new and exciting that I would look forward to coming back into town and like, you know, riding dirt bikes for a couple of days right. and, you know, framing it up that way where it's like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not doing this because it's like a risky, crazy activity. And I'm trying to, I'm not going you know, through a midlife crisis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, and I'm going to be careful about it. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is what, you know, something that I'm, I'm getting really excited about. And, you know, when I framed it up that way, I think she was really supportive about it, you know, from the beginning, but I think you have to have those conversations. You still have to make it a team decision, Mm. even though, you know, it's like, it was money that I, you know, I'd kind of saved up from working and, um, and it's time that I'm going to spend. It's like, as soon as you're a father, like your decisions are, they have to be team decisions with the rest of your family, right? So not just – I didn't just go make the decision on my own and say, well, I'm buying a dirt bike, whatever, you know. <laughs> Made sure to talk to her about it. And that's actually when the, the finance idea came up is I'm like, well, how much am I going to use this thing? It's just going to sit there mm-hmm. when I'm not using it. And that's when I started thinking like Dave, you know. <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about that too. So you mentioned that you're going to come back, which I'm stoked about whenever you come back into town. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that's probably more so with band practice and seeing some people, but is Maddie going to come out with you every time or is she going to be home some of the time too, when you come out for band stuff? Yeah. You know, I think she's going to be home. Um, probably most of the time just traveling me flying out is going to be a lot easier than 
flying the whole family out mm-hmm. and I have some stuff to do and, and rentals um, to, to look after and, um, you know, friends to see and, you know, band stuff and um, guitar lessons. I want to teach people guitar lessons. And so that is something that we're thinking about is, um, you know, there is going to be a little bit more time away you know, a weekend or so every month. And I think that's one of the, <clears throat> the hard balances. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that travel. There's a lot of moms that travel for work and have mm-hmm. to be away from their families. There's a lot of dads that travel for work. And um, one of the things Maddie and I talk about a lot is like, well, I would rather, I'd rather travel for, for friends than work in cases, you know, like traveling yep. for work is fine, but like I'm going to be up in Washington with a lot of time focused on the family and you know, every once in a while, <clears throat> I'll be, I'll come kind of come back for some of my hobbies and some of my friends and hanging out with everybody again. Um, but for Maddie, I think the move up to Washington will actually, um, will actually kind of open her up to a new, you know, a new group. There's all these like nature preschools and stuff up there. That's pretty cool. So that's awesome. Um, so you kind of have both sides to it where it's a new exciting thing for her. And even though you're going to be coming back, it's not going to offset too much but at the same time you're right i mean sometimes you just have to travel a little bit and uh-huh. you got to find that balance and you what well and i think you talked about it earlier right it's it's the give and take in the relationship where both of you have to have your independence but you also have to be team players where everything is communicated on the same page you're not yep. just hey i'm doing this i can do this so i'm doing it but it's hey how can we do this together and both be okay with it yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, communication, just communication, having those conversations, being just open and honest and clear about, you know, what your needs are and what you're feeling, um, I think is something that just becomes exponentially more important once that you're a, once you're a father. Did it take you guys a while to figure out that communication or did you kind of always have it? No, it definitely took us a while to figure it out. And I think one of the hardest parts and one still one of the hardest parts is um, you have to encourage people to almost stand up for themselves in a relationship. I think a lot of times in a relationship you fall into, you know, maybe not, not having the drive to stand up for your own needs. So you kind of let the other person's needs be a priority. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not, it's not easy to, to kind of stand up and say, Hey, well, here's, here's what I need. And I talk to even, you know, whether or not you have even kids, if you're just in a relationship, I think um, more often than not, there are a lot of times where there's some things that you really feel like are a part of you that you might just be like suppressing because you're not sure how your significant other is going to um, take it, you know? And so you might just not even have the conversation. But I think one of the things is just like kind of force yourself to, to have that conversation and, you know, just be open about it. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I think the other thing to go along with that is just to not let ego get in the way where it's more genuine and authentic. And it's like, look, I'm coming to you as like, this is something that I'm feeling. And I know that you probably have different things that you're feeling too, that we don't necessarily communicate, but how can we do this so that we are an open book? Cause the more open the communication, the better the relationship and you okay. don't feel like you're, you know, stepping on each other's toes or anything else. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, and that's where there's always has to be some, some compromise and, um, and, you know, when I do go back, you know, go and, um, so I was gone for like two days. 
this weekend, um, almost three, because I spent a day buying the dirt bike and I came back home for, you know, like a day or so. And then I left for two days. Um, so almost like a three day weekend, I was gone. And, you know, so when I get back, I try to encourage um, Maddie to try to find some time to go do some things for for her, because I think it's, it's sometimes easier for me to find things for me to go do, mm. you know, I'm like, Way I got easier. friends that, yeah, I got friends that are dirt biking and I play music and I, I've, I have a lot of things that I can go do for me. Um, but you know, when I do something like that, when I get back, it's not just like, Oh cool. When's the next time I can go do something again, yep. start trying to think about, um, well, okay, what, what can she do? And like even helping her try to find things of like, Oh, Hey, I saw this. Like, do you want to go check that out? Or, Hey, do you want to go hang out with your friends? So like I got back and I took Jude, our toddler for, um, a couple days or for like a couple hours in the morning, you know, probably until like three or so. And Maddie went just with the, hung out with, um, one of her friends and just like had kind of a fun, relaxing day. Um, you know, the six month old is definitely a little bit lower maintenance than the toddler right now. Right, right. <laughs> definitely true. You know, and so finding, you know, finding those things to cr- try to create that balance in your relationship. Cause, and I fully believe, you know, when I'm out with my friends dirt biking, I was a hundred percent there, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred percent engaged, or, you know, and really just like fully committed and being safe and focused and everything. And then when I get home, it's not like I'm, you know, on my computer watching dirt bike videos still wishing I was there, you know, with the kids, you know, helping out as much as I can, trying to encourage her to take some time for herself. And I think if you're in the situation in a relationship where you tend to be the one who gets a lot of the freedom, it's almost your responsibility to try to proactively give that some of that freedom to your partner, because it may not be as easy for them to find it as you do. No, I love that. I, I think we've definitely had kind of the same scenario in our, in our relationship, you know, and uh, when I started going to the gym the last couple of months, it was like at the beginning, you know, I started going around six 30 in the morning. Now I'm trying to go closer to five 30 so I can get home before, you know, Max even wakes up. And then at that point I can take him, put him down for his nap. She can go work out or go on a run or whatever. And then, you know, even this morning, like we're, we're doing the podcast and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to go on a walk with Maddie. And so both of our wives are, they've got the kids, but they're on a walk together and they're hanging out. And last night, you know, we got home, uh, probably about eight o'clock. You were gone. Were you in Salt Lake or something? But uh-huh. Katie's like, Hey, I'm just going to go over and hang out with Maddie in the backyard for a while. And I was like, cool. I got Max and you know, he's down. I'll listen for him if he wakes up. And it was just like, Hey, what'd you guys do? Oh, we just hung out and talked and, you know, you need that independence and you need that ability to give each other the space. And yeah, I love what you said too, about helping them find something to do, you know, because a lot of times I think, uh, at least from the father role, I think sometimes we are the ones that have think and portray that we have more of the freedoms than our wives do. But the reality is we need to be as encouraging as we can because they need that freedom in that time as well. Yeah, exactly. And it might even be more challenging for them, um, especially in our cases where our wives are staying home and we're spending a bunch of time at work. We're already used to a lot of the time um, away. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it can seem very natural and kind of analogous to be like, Oh, well I was gone at work for, you know, the five hours today. So like I'll take another, I'll take another three to hang out um, with 
with friends or so. And so that is, I think the big takeaway from, you know, the experience hanging out with friends and buying a dirt bike and finding those hobbies is just, you know, trying to, trying to just make sure that, um, your, your partner can do the same and maybe trying to proactively help them with that. Yeah. Figure out, you know, really dive in and that can be part of that recording aspect of your relationship is figure something out that she can go independently and even find stuff that you can do together. One of the things that we're doing, I know we're getting kind of close here on time, but one of the things that Katie and I are doing is we're going to take a photography class together. So that way we can, yeah. So we can, you know, use the time together. We can learn about, you know, how to take cool, better pictures and cooler pictures and we can use it for, you know, taking pictures of Max and everything else, but find something you can do together too. Yep. Absolutely. Great. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Fatherhood and Flow. We'll go ahead and leave it at that. Um, you know, just finding your identity, finding your identity with your partner, activities for you to do together, you know, and encouraging them to, to do the same. So cool. Look forward to chatting again. See you, everybody.